You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. Worship in Spirit and Truth is the title of this devotion. For me, I kind of notice in different ways, but in one particular way, what God is working in me by His Spirit. The Scripture says in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, 18, that where the Spirit of God is, the Spirit of Christ, there's freedom for us to change and be transformed into His likeness. And I always notice in my time of prayer something that God is wanting to unveil in me, form in me, shape in me, bring into manifestation. Because you see, we live in the invisible becoming visible in us. The invisible Christ, who is now with the Father at His right hand, is becoming visible in us. And the life that He has with the Father is what He is working and revealing and unveiling in us. And we become a living expression, a visible expression of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what God longs for, for each and every one of us to see His Son formed in us, as it says in, oh, is it Galatians, I think, chapter 4, verse 9. And one of the things that I am experiencing in increasing measure, and that keeps coming to me 24-7, oh, it just keeps coming by the Holy Spirit into me, is worship, heavenly worship. Worship in the beauty of His holiness. Worship in the conscious knowledge, perceiving, recognizing within myself the glories of heaven becoming manifest upon earth. Oh, let your glory be in all the earth. Oh, the Lord so many times says that his glory would fill the earth as the waters cover the sea. And how he longs for us to be an expression of the heavenly glories that we now have become one with. It says in Colossians 1.12, I think it is, that we have become uh, partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, that we now share the glory that they have in heaven here on earth in these mortal bodies, the earth and clay vessels by the spirit of life in Christ in us. We have this treasure, 2 Corinthians 4.6 says, in this earthen vessel. And So I want to talk to you today about what it means to worship in spirit and truth. And while that is a vast subject, so we can only just have an introduction to it in this devotion, I do feel the Holy Spirit would so draw you into it through this devotion that your whole heart begins to warm with that heavenly love and life to want to worship to want to praise, to want to express the love that you now have through Jesus in you, the love the Holy Spirit keeps pouring into your heart, as it says in Romans 5. So here, listen to this. 
in Philippians chapter 3, we'll read the first four verses. Listen to this. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. In other words, it's not a burden for me to keep repeating the same things to you, but it is for your safety that you are consistently reminded about this. And here comes the point. Beware, he says, of dogs. Dogs is a description that was familiar in the days of Paul over of ungodly men and ungodly people. People that acted, they had a form of godliness, but they denied the power in their daily living. And they were ungodly in their language, ungodly in their behavior. And he warns to be careful who we associate with. And then he says, beware of evil workers. Beware of people that say, come on, let's go drink and get drunk. Come on, let's go find somebody to sleep with we're not married to. Come on, let's just take this and not pay for it. Uh, people that have lifestyles that are evil and wicked according to God. He says, beware of evil workers. And then he says, beware of mutilation. Mutilation talks about people that went about and said, unless you are physically circumcised, you're not godly. And he called them mutilators because they'd cut away the foreskin of the skin of a man. And he says, don't allow yourself to be caught up with these people that act like if you don't have it, that you're not godly. No, he says, here it comes. He says, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. So we're going to talk about this a little bit this, this week. You see, it shows that your inner being, your heart, has been circumcised, that the old nature of sin has been cut away through Christ because you're now spiritually alive to the Father. It is not a form of religion to you. It is an intimacy. It is a heart-to-heart, -heart, a spirit-to-spirit -spirit relationship. It's real to you inwardly. You perceive it inwardly. You recognize the love and the life of the Holy Spirit. Like me talking to you, I could feel the life-giving Spirit of Christ coming up in me and granting me utterance to share with you. You see, it's evident you've been circumcised, the old sin nature that kept you dead to God, that kept him way up there and you down here, that made you a stranger to the things of God and his spirit, that made you ignorant that you could not spiritually perceive what the word was saying. It kept you in darkness that you couldn't recognize it in others. That's been cut away, that nature that caused you to be that way. You now see the life of the Son of God in others. You now feel the presence of the life of the living Word coming to you when it's being ministered to you. You now are alive to it. That shows you are reconciled. You are circumcised inwardly. That you worship God in the Spirit. You now rejoice in Christ. You Now you know you have all of these things because of Jesus, not because of any work of righteousness you have done, but by the renewing 
of the inward man through the spirit of life in Christ. And you have no confidence in your natural nature to ever achieve such fellowship with God or to ever achieve such freedom to rejoice in Christ by your own nature. You know it's all grace. And here in Jeremiah chapter 4, Jeremiah by the Holy Spirit is talking to us about what this circumcision of the heart is like. He says in chapter 4 of Jeremiah verse 1, If you will return, O Israel, says the Lord, return to me. If you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then you shall not be moved. And you shall swear, the Lord lives, the Lord lives, in truth, in judgment, in righteousness, the nations shall bless themselves in him, and in him they shall glory. For thus says the Lord to the man of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fellow ground, and do not sow among thorns. Circumcise yourselves to the Lord. Take away the foreskin of your hearts, you men of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn so that no one can quench it because of the evil of your doing, lest you feel so cut off because of the evil of your doing that you feel nothing can again open up the way for that fellowship with God because you feel the fury, the wrath, my wrath against that sinful behavior of rather worship, loving that which is contrary to God's nature and that which is contrary to his love that doesn't worship him, it worship it. You worship it and it does not necessarily in itself have to be wicked, but it becomes wicked when it usurps your worship of God. When it takes away. It becomes the instrument of abomination to your heart. The instrument of abomination it in itself is not an abomination, but in that it separates you from the Father. In that it demands you have a greater pleasure and in, in enjoyment of it than you do of the Lord. I know a silly, silly example to show you that the instrument in itself doesn't have to be bad. Is that I was, oh, many, many, many years ago, I was fixing my hair and I kept fixing my hair when I had a lot more of it. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit got enough of it. And he said to me in my spirit, I wish you had as much affection for me as you do for your hair. <laughs> so, as you can see, I'm not bald. I didn't shave my head and think, no, you will never usurp my relationship with God. It wasn't my hair. That was the issue. It was my devotion. It was my affection. And you see, the Bible talks about it in Ezekiel chapter 14, how when we set our affections fully about, upon other things besides the Lord, that begins to estrange us from the Lord. 
because it captivates our affection. Friends, I have been so in the anointing of the Holy Spirit ministering. And from that meeting, I went straight to the airport, got on the plane and we took off and a little screen came out of the ceiling and there was this lovely movie called The Blind Side. And I'm watching it and I'm seeing this couple take in this young fella from the streets and take care of him. And it so moved me to see their love for that young man that I and the anointing of God was sitting there weeping. And the Lord spoke to me and said, this affection belongs to me. There was nothing wrong with that film. That was not the point. I hope you're hearing me. There's nothing wrong with my hair. My hair didn't need to get rid of. It was my affection that needed to be dealt with. There's nothing wrong with that film. It, it just could not have that affection. That affection belonged to worship. And so this is the beginning of this devotion. The Lord says to his people here, circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Your heart has become hardened against me because it's become so infatuated on anything but me. And the Bible tells us in James, what is it, chapter 4, that the Holy Spirit yearns with jealousy within us. And James uses some real biblical punchy language when he says, you adulteress and adulteress, don't you realize that the Holy Spirit yearns within you? And he's not talking about people who are in physically engaging with those whom they're not married to, calling them adulterers. He's talking about spiritual adultery, that your affection that should be first for God is no longer there for him. And no matter how hard he tries, he can't win you because you've given it away. And this is my intercession with you today. Regain your first love. Don't ever let your first love be given to anybody but God alone. You can see when Christ Jesus has recaptured you, won your love, won your trust, Jesus gave himself on the cross of Calvary to win our trust. He said in John chapter 12, the gospel of John chapter 12, when I am lifted up, I will draw all men to me. You see, Jesus offered himself on the cross to win our affection. That's why he says, look to me and you shall be saved or call upon me and you shall be saved. When you look to Jesus giving his life and saying, Father, forgive them, he, by his love, recaptures your heart and thereby removes that hardness between you and God. And that's the circumcision of the heart. And you know when Jesus has circumcised your heart because now your affections are again set upon the Lord 
and worshiping him. You worship, you go, oh my goodness, my father, my father, oh my holy one, I worship you. I worship you, I love you, Lord. Your, your love for me is better than life itself. My lips will praise you, this will I bless you. I will lift up my hands to your name. How I yearned for you as with marrow and fatness, you satisfy my inward being, that's Psalm 63. And this, my friend, is the real work of Christ, that Jesus wins our affections, captures our heart, and reconciles it back to God and brings it back into fellowship with the Lord. Here in Romans chapter 2, verse 23, 24. Romans 2, 23, 24. Here you are. You who make your boast in the law. Do you dishonor God through breaking the law? Chapter, Romans chapter 2. Yeah. For the name of God... Mm, it's not the right verse. So I'm... Oh, verse 28. Sorry. Listen. He is not a Jew who is one outwardly nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit with a capital, the Holy Spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from man, but from God. Again, verse 29 of Romans 2. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, the Holy Spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not from man, but from God. So what is the word of the Lord pulling into us? He says, it shows that your heart has been circumcised by Christ, that that sinful nature is cut away, that, that stole away your love from God, that stole away your affections for Him, that stole away your devotion, your worship, your adoration, your excitement for living, your love for life, your love for living and giving and loving and forgiving. It stole that away. That is cut away by Christ, how do you know it's cut away? Because now by the Holy Spirit, you're living in fellowship with God. In Moroshandri Diabarusaka Marukasi, O Maridesha, Father, your Holy Spirit, I feel your presence within me. That's you enjoying the praise of God. You enjoying that which glorifies God, which is to see Him manifest in you by the Holy Spirit, to see your body become the temple of the Holy Spirit, to see your body sealed and marked as belonging to Him by the Holy Spirit, to see your body purchased, free from all defilement and corruption by the blood of Jesus, that nothing identifies you except the Father, so that He receives glory and praise by whom He has made you in Christ a new creation, no more in condemnation. Here in His grace you stand before Him without any sense of guilt or shame, loving Him, praising Him, worshiping Him. Oh, my dear friends, the Heavenly Father is looking for this. He's looking for this.
This is what he longs for, for you and me. I'll close here with John chapter 4. Jesus, I find this so beautiful, my friends, so beautiful, because maybe you say, yeah, Pastor Robert, I know, you know, what you're talking about is for these people that are all sold out. It's for these people that are all living for God, but I, I don't think it's for me what you're talking about because I've made too many mistakes. And I agree, it is for us who are sold out for Him. I agree, it is for us who are living for Him. But it comes to each and every one of us, no matter how terribly we've messed up our choices and made our mess of our lives, you think out of all people that Jesus would say, God is looking for you to worship him in spirit and truth. It would be to maybe John the Beloved. It would maybe be to James the Zealot or Peter, so fervent to follow the Lord, but not this person who had been divorced five times and now is living with somebody that isn't hers. No, come on now, Pastor, it can't be for her. But that's exactly what the Lord wants to show us today. He wants to win the affection of any of us, no matter how deep we've sunk, no matter how far we've fallen, no matter how horribly we have made a mess of our lives. Jesus Christ came into the world not to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved. Paul says this is worthy of all acceptance that Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And he said, I, I am the chief of them all. Yet I, who am the least of all the saints, this grace has been given to make known the unsearchable riches of Christ. Ephesians 3, 8 and 1 Timothy 1, 12 through 16. You see, dear friends, here Jesus is talking to this woman. Her life was a reflection of the world that had sunk in sin and, and in evil. Her life reflected the community of history in the place that she lived there in Sychar, which used to be called Sichem in the days of Jacob. All the misery that that town and that region had gone through called Samaria, the misery and the godlessness and the ungodliness that that region had gone through was represented in this one person. And Jesus came to show that whole region by loving this one person and winning her affection to say, listen, there's room at the cross for you. Yes, millions have come, but there's room for one more. Come. Jesus opened his bosom of the Father's love. And he said to this woman, he says, the hour is coming in John 4, 23. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Jesus is saying to this woman as he's saying to every one of us and to anyone you may know that has sunk deeply in despair and failure, the way is open for you to come back 
God is here by his spirit through Jesus Christ to recapture your affection and to restore your love for him and to restore your love for living for him and to bring you into that worship where you can wake in the night and you feel his love saying, I'm here for you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And you without realizing just say, oh, my father, my father, how great thou art. Then sings my savior my God to thee, how great thou art. And during the day, your heart just keeps on experiencing this amazing love that will never fail to be there for you. See, this is the worship in spirit and truth when our affections are holy first and foremost for our loving heavenly Holy Father through Jesus Christ. Oh, dear friends, let's step into the new day that the day that the Lord has made and rejoice in it and that we worship him with all our spirit, soul, and body. Amen. Have a good day.